Welcome to the Nostalgia Test Podcast, the show where two longtime friends put their mainstream pop culture past to the ultimate test, the Nostalgia Test. Yeah, all right. Let's get let's get past the seriousness of uh, life right now. Let's, let's go, go back in time. Let's go on a time travel adventure. <laughs> let's go on a time travel adventure in front of a phone booth. Yo, Scrizzy, I had dinner today. And right in front of us was a phone booth. Oh, there you go. Did you Isn't hop in? Weird? Did you hop uh, in and press some numbers and end up? It was kind of like, um, you know, it's kind of exposed. It wasn't like a closed booth, but it was a phone. It, it was a phone that you put quarters in. And oh, there people, you go. people like take pictures with it. It's like a relic. And why is it still there, Dan? Why does anybody need it? There's got to be a reason, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that people are just taking pictures of it. If you go in the city now, there's these digital. Um, boards that you could plug in your phone and charge and but, you could also make free calls on it's weird so i don't know why there's a payphone booth in astoria but they just haven't taken it out so i had dinner in front of a pay uh, a payphone today which is funny and ironic that today's uh episode is going to be about time traveling in a payphone oh yeah Today's episode, everybody, welcome to the Nostalgia Test Podcast. I'm Dan Dissinger here in L.A., and I'm here with my co-host and friend, Manny Coelho, there in New York. Manny, are you excited? Um, I'm excited to try to go toe-to-toe with you because texting back and forth, I realize that you definitely like this a lot more than me, Um, but I'm excited. Uh, I wanted to watch it. I'm going to be honest, like usually with our tests, I try to watch the movie Two or three times. To, the first time to be in the shock of the fact that this is a movie that was made. The second time to suspend my belief and be in the movie. And then the third time to take more notes. Mm-hmm. I did not have the time to do any of these two. So yeah. I'm still in my angry old man. I'm almost 40. And this movie was annoying to me. So, so wait, you didn't, you didn't have the time, no pun intended, to get uh, two more watches in. <laughs> Oh, even though I should have gone in the paid phone booth today and maybe I would have had the time. But no. Yeah, yeah, but today we're talking about the, the 1989 film, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Well, I'm so happy we're doing this film. I, I know I, we've been texting back and forth and I've been getting your uh, vibes from it and um, I'm a little disappointed, but you know, it's okay. It's okay. This movie can be frustrating at first, but I did a little research on it and I have some interesting things to kind of uh, just about like even the making of the film, the way Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, the things that they did to even make their characters even more authentic. Um, a lot went into it, more than people probably think uh, about Bill and Ted. So, uh, but overall, I'm, I'm, I'm I, excited. Uh, <laughs> I got excited. notes, man. I got notes uh, and notes. I can't man. wait for your facts. I can't wait for your notes because I'm. I was pissed off at this movie. I don't know why. I really. I maybe it was just the the day I watched it. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, let's get into it. It's Bill and Ted's excellent, not bo- not bogus. So not, not the, one? the second one. Not bogus one? journey. No, not a bogus. Bill journey. and Ted's excellent. The first one, and yeah. It's yeah. 1989, so it oh, was yeah. kind of like the 80s was about to have a hangover, and this let's make movies in the 90s. Here we go. And here we go. Jesus. I mean, just a little bit uh, about Bill and Ted's excellent, excellent adventure from the Wikipedia page. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is a 1989 American science fiction comedy film directed by Stephen Herrick and written by Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon. It stars Keanu Reeves, 
Alex Winter, and George Carlin. The plot follows slacker friends Bill Winter and Ted Reeves, who travel through time to assemble historic figures for their high school history presentation. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure received generally positive reviews, was a success at the box office, grossing $40.5 million against a $6.5 million budget. A sequel, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, was released in 1991. And a third film, which I am super excited about, Bill and Ted Face the Music, is in post-production and actually was about to be released in August. But depending on what happens, you know, pandemic-wise, we have no idea what's the third film. But... There's a third one on the way, and, and I will just say this. Keanu Reeves, right off the bat, has been in some of the most successful franchises of all time. This guy is just a franchise machine. But yeah, that's just a but little bit. he plays the film. same guy, Dan. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is Tom Cruise of himself. Like, they all come from this one decade, and they yeah. all play the same character. They're typecasted, but it's everybody's okay with it. Everybody's like... Oh, how was it? Well, it's Keanu Reeves being Keanu Reeves, and it was awesome. Like, you're just like, what? Now, I didn't realize that this was kind of one of his first, like, bigger movies. The one before this was the one about the prom night. It was called, like, The Next Day or something. I remember seeing it. He co-started with Aunt Becky from Full House, the one that is going to jail basically soon. Boom! Yeah. Um, But he plays the same stupid, like, airheaded dude in most of his movies and this is a buddy comedy and for some reason dude i don't know i I don't want to be a hater on this but i couldn't get into this i couldn't get into that it was just a stupid comedy like it was comedy buddy comedy high school thing um i mean they didn't look like high school let's just be honest in the 80s 80s and 90s no one looks like high school kids but they look much closer than most films than when they say high school or whatever because if you actually go back and watch Grease, that is the most insane portrayal <laughs> of any high school kid of all time. Those are adults. Uh, all of them are adults. And then now when someone's in high school, it, it's, there's no way that they look like that. They're like, they look way too young. So I think I, right I think now, they were very close to being teenagers. They were like 20, one of them was 21 and I forget how, yeah. how old they were. So yeah. they were pretty close in movie making world back then mm-hmm. where older people played teenage uh, but yeah, I don't know. I have such fond memories of Bill and Ted. I don't, this movie, what's funny is my entire family loves this film. I love this film. My mom loves this film. My sister loves this film. I mean, it, it was just like, it was just I mean, a it has a 6.9% rating on IMD. It has 80% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean... So it's gotten pretty good ratings, especially mm-hmm. in comparison to movies that I've liked that were really bad. Like Cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> like Cocktail. <laughs> like yeah. Cocktail, which had a 5% Rotten Tomatoes, right? Like, yeah. And that, that's you. the thing. I, okay. I would say Cocktail should have a higher Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. But Bill and Ted, 80%, I'm on board. I'm on board, 80%. Well, I think, I think 80, it probably definitely got an 80%. It is a comedy. So, like, I, for some reason, I just couldn't let go of that, like, I was just annoyed. Maybe it was, a, it was just a day I was having because I was just like, as soon as it opened, I was like, this is fucking stupid. Oh. I was like, the guy's already explained to you the movie. Why is he going back in time? This ruins all, like, they don't follow any rules of time travel. Okay. None <laughs> of the rules are followed. If the rules were followed, this movie would have destroyed, the, the world would have uh, created a, uh, no, the, the, the time machine would have created a black hole it would have imploded on itself and it would have been over. These guys did not care about 
anything with rules of travel. So like I had to let go of that, which, you know, I, I, I just couldn't for some reason. Okay. I was like making it more yeah. of it being like a sci-fi movie and not a comedy. So I was just like, this is stupid. I was just getting angry. Okay, well, I will agree that the first two minutes of the film, it opens up. It's like got this crazy entertainment company, Nelson Entertainment. Don't know who that is. I think, I think when I read the research, like the production company or whatever went out of business. This film was supposed to come out in 1987, 1988. When the co company went out of business, they had to push it to 1989. So actually Bill and Ted was supposed to come out about a year, a year and a half before it actually was released. Then this crazy shape, I don't know, is coming down from the seal from a ceiling and then it opens up and it's George Carlin. They must have spent all their money on that because George Carlin is then in like a black box. It's just him and it's just <laughs> dark behind him. And he says this, hi, welcome to the future. San Dimas, California, 2688. So I'm all like, I get it, I know. And he goes, I'm and I'm telling you, it's great here. The air is clean, the water is clean. Even the dirt is clean. Bowling averages are way up. <laughs> Mini golf scores are way down. And we have more excellent water slides than any other planet we communicate with. Water slides are a huge thing in this. I'm telling you, this place is great, but it almost <laughs> wasn't. And this is what's weird. He goes, I'm telling you, this place is great, but it almost wasn't. You see, 700 years ago, the two great ones ran into a few problems. So now I have, now I have to travel back in time to help them out. If I should fail to keep these two along the correct path, the basis of our society will be endangered. But don't worry, it'll all make sense. I'm a professional. So, <laughs> so this goes back to making fun of all time travel movies, especially like if John Connor didn't send him back to sleep with Sarah Connor, then John Connor never would have been born. So who, like, what? Like, your mind is melting right there. So, so the only way for the, the future to look great is that Rufus goes back. Is that his name, Rufus? Yeah. yeah. Goes yeah. back to help them. But yet, he wouldn't have been in the future that was paradise without them already having a good future so, so there's a multiverse yeah. problem yeah there's a yeah. huge multiverse problem because even the grammar of that i mean i just want to say there's two things that tell me they either didn't think about this he basically goes he goes i'm telling you this place is great but it almost wasn't so you see 700 years ago the two great ones <laughs> ran into a few problems. So now I have to travel back in time to help them out. That's it. So he's, okay. So basically saying, you know, 700 years ago, something, you know, didn't happen. But you see right now, right after I say this, I have to travel back in time to help them. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> huge, mm -hmm. huge multiverse issue. Huge. Movie ends. Movie ends right there, man. Yeah, no, movie the movie should, right yeah. there. Absolutely. But <laughs> so far in the couple of uh, episodes that we've done, all 90s movies should end within 10 minutes. But no, it's a comedy. So here we go. Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. Here we, go. And we end up in this amazing 90s, almost 80s, 90s to the extreme world where Bill, played by Alex Winter, wears a crop top the entire time. Or crop like, top sweatshirt. What is he wearing? <laughs> is that from Bum Equipment? Remember Bum Equipment? Bum oh Equipment my was God, like a yes. athletic. Yeah. Like Dude, he was wearing a Bum Equipment sweatshirt that he cut that I thought maybe it, I don't know what I was watching. A he, man he was he wasn't an athlete, but it was like the the, the the sweatshirt was cut as if he played lacrosse. 
and uh, he was wearing a sweatshirt. <laughs> a sport that baffles me. It was was it a t-shirt too? It was a t-shirt sweatshirt. It had no sleeves. He cut no the sleeves. sleeves. It had short sleeves. And but it these had, guys were rock star. They want right? to be rock stars, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, look if you're looking around the eighties and nineties, like this from is California, a, from San Dimas. Don't know where that yeah. is, but they want to be rock stars. They can't play their instrument. They're terrible. They don't know how to play any instrument. They're trying to record a video right in the first scene. But what's funny is they're recording this video right before school. Right before school. Which means they must have woke up. They must have wake, woken up at least at 5 a.m. to start recording this music video. Which means it's got to be 6 a.m. It's definitely 6 a.m. This reminds me of Back to the Future when Marty goes and plays um guitar uh, at Doc's house in the morning before school. Yeah. And what time is he doing that? He's doing that <laughs> at 5 a.m. Yeah. Nobody starts school at 9 a.m. No. Like no. I remember they, they high school. Yeah. No, no. You need to be there even if you didn't have first period by home homeroom homeroom second period. That's definitely before eight o'clock. That's absolutely before eight o'clock. And the thing is, anytime I showed up to high school, it was dark out. It was almost dark out. Basically, the sun was coming up when we got there. There's no way the sun is all way already up. They're ready to go. They're shooting a music video. This is 6 a.m. So that's really crazy. But I, when I, I want to go back to his shirt. The We're shirt. Going back to his crock top. Because, belly button. Because. That I have to watch the whole movie. Well, I mean. That's what we're going back to. I mean, if you remember it's Rocky 3, I mean, Stallone wore a belly shirt probably the whole film. But Stallone was an athlete and he's a boxer. I'm watching a guy who's in high school who wants to be a, a rock star. Who apparently yeah. is saving the world. And time travel yeah. with a crop top, a crop top sweatshirt, who does yeah. not do any sort of exercise throughout this whole time. He's not getting physical. They do <laughs> We're not jazzercising, Dan. Okay, this guy is wearing a crop top sweatshirt. But Ted, we haven't even talked about the other guy, Ted. Okay. Ted. Ted and his amazing haircut, the amazing haircut, and his getup. I don't know what we. He's wearing a vest, a t-shirt under under the vest. Yeah, and shorts. Yeah, but is he wearing a shirt tied around him? I forget if he's wearing. He wears the shirt tied around him the whole time. Yeah, that guy is wearing a jacket or a long sleeve shirt. You know, it's not cold. This guy doesn't need to be wearing that. Okay, okay. I'm looking at a picture of Ted right now because Bill wore the shirt around him, right? He tied the shirt around. Ted is wearing, I guess, some sort of jacket or something tied around him too. T-shirt, vest, shorts, but. He's wearing sweatpants underneath his shorts, and they're pulled up to his knees. Yes, another like kind of gym clothing. <laughs> yes. They are wearing so many clothes. There's so many layers. A lot of layers. Is it because it gets cold at night? Probably because it gets cold at night, but here's the deal. That is way too much. If you're wearing sweatpants underneath shorts, how are you getting the short? Like, what are you thinking in the morning to put the sweatpants on? And then you're like, all right, now I got to get my shorts. And then you put your shorts on. Then, I guess a jacket. And then to top off the whole ensemble, you definitely need to put a vest on. Yeah. I mean, they're basically both wearing Rocky outfits separately. Because <laughs> Rocky also wore a t-shirt. I mean, Rocky also wore sweatpants and shorts over the sweatpants in the Rocky, in the Rocky movie. So I so blame Rocky for all of this clothing. His outfit, both of their outfits were based on Rocky. Yet they still, they want to be hair metal band, some sort of metal band or... I don't know what they want to be. They definitely want to be rock stars. The name of their band, Wild Stallions, 
right. Wild Silence. Great, great. Yes. But everyone knows that. They yes. have a problem, they right? Suck. They suck. And Ted's dad wants to send him to military school in Alaska, and they're going to fail their history exam, which is their presentation, which ends up being the most intense history presentation of all time. I've never seen a senior presentation like that. I mean, we'll get to it at the end, but I mean, it's quite possibly one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Why is it that their whole high school career relies on the senior presentation? It's not even just like, it's like for one class, social studies. We're not even talking like- <laughs> Social studies. <laughs> for our younger audience, there used to be a subject called social studies. Yeah, like that in the 90s, it would have been social studies. So these, these guys- like, what other things did they have to do? Did they pass all the other grades, the other classes that they had? Did they pass home ec? Did they pass math, science? No. It was all relying on the social studies project yeah. at the end of the year, which, yeah. some reason, had to be in front of the whole school. That was crazy. So originally, the script had it where they were only going to do the report in front of their class, but they felt like it was just too anticlimactic to have it um, at the end like that with just in front of their class. Also, these two characters originally were supposed to be 14, but they made that they aged them. Thank God. Yeah, they were supposed to be like these like brain dead, like 14 year olds. When uh, Keanu and uh, what's his name was there, they were like, Alex no, went, yeah. no, one's, no one's gonna believe that they're fortunate. Oh, and they were supposed to be like not liked. Yeah, they were right. supposed to be not liked. Apparently, Bill and Ted were somewhat liked in school. Like they didn't really like bring up whether they were popular or not. That didn't even come up. It was kind no. of just like they were just these two boneheads in school. Like I wasn't <laughs> like they played like they were stupid. Yeah, but it was like, were they high? Were they supposed to be high? I don't well, know. It? Like, were they trying to say that people that were in rock bands were just dumb? I Not think really. the point was that they were supposed to be dumb, but they also were questionably stoned. But they never do drugs. They don't, they drink one, they order one beer in this entire film. And mm. then that's it. But they also mm. have the greatest vocabulary. If you listen to Bill speak, his vocabulary is amazing. The stuff that he says is like unbelievable. There, there are words that come out of his mouth when he talks and I'm just like, I don't understand how that, that correlates to his character, but they make it work. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of crazy though. And his last, he has Esquire in his name. So is he supposed to be a lawyer? Yeah, I'm, I'm baffled by this movie. I, I mean, I guess because it's a comedy, it was supposed to just be laughing at itself, right? Yeah. And whatever they did, they did. It didn't even matter. And this was before the buddy comedy of Wayne's World, right? Like, so, like, this is even before that stupidity that was going on. So you had Bill and Ted and Wayne's World were kind of, it's odd to think about when, which one was first created because Mike Myers was in Canada doing Second City Toronto, making the Wayne, the Wayne's World and the Wayne character, right? But if you're looking at films, Bill and Ted definitely gets, was released before Wayne's World. But the characters were kind of like happening in a somewhat simultaneous way. Because the way Bill and Ted was created was the two writers of the film had a stand-up routine or some co- comedic routine together that they developed these two characters. So both it was, Wayne's it was World, actually three characters. Oh, okay. But one of them got bored and left the, sh- left the show. Uh, it was supposed to be like these two characters were just talking about stuff that they really didn't know anything about. Just kind of like we do right here on this podcast um and like <laughs> and they would just talk nonsense 
And yeah. I get the third character left, and then I think his name is Bob or something. And uh, Bob. Bill Ted, Bill Ted, and Bob. Hey, Bob. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I guess that that that's what developed into yeah. the movie. Yeah. So yeah. it's it, they did come out pretty close to each other, but how much came off of Bill and Ted afterwards, you know, and I know we're going all over the place, but it's just like you have Bill and Ted, you have Bill and Ted's bogus journey, you have a Bill and Ted cartoon, which I watched all the time when I was a kid. You had a Bill and Ted serial, you had Bill and Ted everything. I mean Bill Video they played, game. The video game. I mean, I loved watching that cartoon. It was amazing. I do remember being really into it. And I do remember liking this movie um, and thought I was going to be like, oh, my God, this movie is amazing. And, like, I'm, I'm kind of going over the scenes in my head right now, and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. But, like, I don't know, man. I didn't get the same feeling. But so we're kind of all Let's, over. Let's back. go back. Okay. We're, we're railing back. They start off, they're in trouble right away. Yeah. You know, let's, let's also talk about the fact that it was Bill's mom, stepmom, mm-hmm. is a young woman who's apparently really good looking and his dad just married her. And I think she might've been a senior when Bill or something were in school because yeah. Ted says, I can't believe I asked her to prom. Yeah. And so Bill, you don't believe this, but Bill is definitely in love with his stepmother. And they talk about this the whole time. And you're like, no, yes. It even I, happens. I do you. not think that he's in love with her. I think oh, what it is, is that he, he, okay. What it is that, yes, she was a senior in high school when they were freshmen. So, you know, it's like anything where you have that kind of weird worlds collide thing. And now he's the, she's the stepmom and he's got to deal with kind of seeing this ex-classmate, you know, basically as his stepmom. I mean, I know that like you're saying that he's in love with her. I think he's just kind of like weirded out by the fact that he thinks that she's attractive and that she's also his stepmom. I, I mean, sure. Sure. <laughs> what was weird is they made it a scene and they made this like apparently supposed to be funny, but it's kind of creepy. They're both in a room. The stepmother comes in, gives him cookies, and then they're told to leave as the father and stepmother stay in Bill's room. And he gives him a creepy look like, yeah, I'm about to get it in. And that's in his <laughs> son's room. Yeah. Yeah, like that, that was in the that was in that comedy, Dan. That was in yeah. what we watched. We basically yeah. watched what would be considered softcore porn, or even the beginning of a porn, right there. And, it, no, and that was, like, what is it? What is the scene that we're watching? It wasn't even that, funny. That was, was super creepy. Funny. That was super creepy. I I immediately was like, for how did he meet her? Is beyond me. Like, but at the same time, it's just like that's your kid's room. Yeah, go into your own room. He even looked at his son like, yeah, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it was such a weird scene. Yeah, that was, was such creepy. a weird scene to be in. I was like, yeah. this was released to the public. Like, you could edit so many things, and I'm sure a lot of scenes have been edited. They kept, they chose to keep this one in. They're like, oh, this movie golden. was two and a half hours long in the original cut. Oh, thank God they had lowered it. <laughs> well, it was more of a speech about history. Yeah, dude. You yeah, know. they had. Babe Ruth was in one of the, was one of the characters that got kicked Oh, the original script kid. was crazy. I'm glad they didn't do that one. I will agree. That was a creepy scene. That whole relationship is creepy. That whole relationship. But that girl at the end, she sits next to the teacher. She definitely had sex with that teacher too. Like she, Oh, definitely. Because she goes like, long time no see. 
And like the principal like looks looks at her. Yeah, the history teacher says like, oh, they're doing like what's happening. But that was the eighties and nineties. I mean, when you think right. back at some of these how gross some of these other relationships were, there are films where you where I would rewatch them and go, no, nah, there's something wrong with that. I mean, let's not even get into the odd things that go on in the movie Labyrinth. There's yeah. a problem in that film that we're, you know, that is you know, horrifying. But at the same time, this project that they need to do to graduate is due the next day. Next day. So all of this happens in a single day, in a way. Well, yes, time machine. Right. We haven't even got to the time machine. So here you know, we are. The time machine was supposed to be a car. It's supposed to be a van, yeah. But they were like, oh, it's too close to like Back to the Future, so we need to make it something else. So glad yeah. they changed it to a phone booth. I love that. Love it. That I do like. So now they're they're at like a quick mark, and they're like, dude, we're doomed. What was what were they gonna do if Rufus <laughs> didn't show up? Nothing. They were gonna fail. He was gonna go to Alaska. Was it was military school that crazy? Like back then, I think there was a couple movies, and they brought up military schools. Yes. Like, that was like a major thing, like a threat oh, yeah. to like, oh, you're being sent to military. Like, oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. I mean, think of how yeah. like crazy major pain was. Yeah. But then if you go to military and then you come out, you start to get a job and become a bartender and then be bartending in the Caribbean. And then you That's open right. up a cocktail, uh, open up Flanagan's. And, and it becomes Fridays. There you go. <laughs> Episode one, people. It'll, go, go, go. It all makes sense. If you listen to episode one of the podcast, cocktail. And then co- this is all setting up for cocktail. It all always comes back to cocktail. Damn it. So, yeah, they're sitting outside of what's a 7 Eleven. They, they know that they're screwed. And what happens? This phone booth falls from the sky. They see it. They are not even surprised. Like their reaction to a phone booth falling out of the sky. A dude walking out looking like, I don't know what. And everyone's wearing coats in this. Trench coats are a major thing in the 90s. I just want to say that. I know I'm going to have to mention that there's somebody wearing a trench coat. Trench coats are huge. Trench coats are huge in the 90s. Trench coats obviously are huge in 2688. Um, (laughs) Well, because from beige, it goes to dark. Dark trench coat. (laughs) Yeah. So... Their brains should explode at this point, like if they see that. Because what happens next? They see themselves. Another yes. phone booth falls from the sky. They walk out and talk mm-hmm. to each other. If that was you, after the first phone booth, would you have stayed or would you have ran away? Ran away. First phone booth drops. Rufus doesn't even introduce himself. I think he gets introduced by the future then, right? So Rufus yeah. just comes out. I think he starts talking right away, right? If the phone booth drops out of the air, I'm out. Okay. <laughs> these guys, these guys were definitely high. They didn't want to talk about this, but they were definitely high. And they're like, oh, snap. Some shit just happened. We're high as fuck. It's crazy. Let's see where this goes. Let's see where this goes. And they're like, they're like all right. All right. We have nothing to lose. Now, if you're high and you see yourself, you're like, well, cool. If it's a future us, that means we're we're surviving this because future us is right in front of us. We're like this film is so crazy with time. Like you go, they they repeat that scene later on, and we get the yes. other perspective. And I'm just well, like, that, that's them trying to be like, oh, remember when this happened in the movie? Ah, see, like oh, there it is. It's like oh, I told them, I told them to remember the time, the the watch, and I but did it. Ah, that's because we're stupid. Like, <laughs> just wind the watch there, right at that moment. Just hey, Ted, right there. Don't forget to wind. wind your watch. Okay, do it now. Now, 
<laughs> the next or, line should have been like, do it, bro. <laughs> do it now because you're not going to do it. Like, oh, just do it. God. So what happens? They get in the phone booth, the roof is, he takes them to where Napoleon is. A phone booth basically falls out of the sky during the time where Napoleon is alive. Everyone in that scene, all those people should have seen this and immediately attacked them. Because yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm saying they have no care in the world about anything. Like, Rufus didn't even tell them about the space-time continuum. First of all, I think the idea was supposed to be that they went and they just watched, right? I don't think the idea was that, you know, because if you remember, so what happens is when they leave and they watch the battle, I don't think they're really absorbing anything except like, oh, <laughs> shit, there's people dying, right? And Napoleon falls into the wormhole and then all of a sudden shows up. And that's when they get the idea of starting to travel around this whole thing, right? And kill that people. Yeah, well, I think the idea was supposed to be that you're supposed to go in time and watch and observe and see where this is going to go. But, like, what would you really, like, seen, like, observe from that? Like, man, it was crazy. A lot of people died. I'm out. You know, like, they left. But, like, Rubens didn't tell them, like, listen, you can't take leaders or these people out of their place that they're in. You're going to ruin everything. Like, so much better. Yeah, we got Manny on a new new computer. Sound is a lot better. <laughs> we got Manny on a 10-year-old um, MacBook Pro that has cracked screen everywhere. Manny went back. He got into his I phone I went back in time. He, uh, told his, <laughs> he told Manny, don't use the Chromebook. Remember, don't Wild use Wild stallions, Chromebook. bro. Wild stallions. Don't use what the Chromebook. They, what they say at the end of it? Uh, what do they always say? Be, be kind or be He's cool? Like, be excellent to each other. Be be excellent to each other shut the fuck up Bill. and party on dude and party on yeah party no wow party Manny. No. all right so where were you man right, so i don't even like, know where i was but i'm gonna said go like back. something about they, kidnapping the leaders or something yeah okay so what happens was i don't think the intention was to go in time and start taking these people I, what i got from rufus was like they were gonna go in time and kind of watch history right. and then leave but there was no like lesson like Sometimes in these movies, you get like a lesson, like first time you ever tra time traveling, you get like, hey, don't do this. Hey, if you're going to do this and talk to somebody, make sure you don't mess up this, you know, buddy right. flock back. We've all gone through it. But no, these guys don't give a flying fuck about it. They just. Because why? the stakes were past the social studies presentation or else the world will be horrible. Sure. So the stakes are already really high. How much higher can the sure. stakes be, right? If they didn't okay. pass social studies, Ted would have went to med medical school, military school. They would never have had the band. They never would have wrote the song that made the world a utopia. So Which we I mean, don't even know what that is yet. No, not Ever. until not until the third movie. I thought it was God gave rock and roll to you from the second movie that was the what was the song, but that song might have not been it because. In the first one, they go into the future and they're playing this weird song. Oh, I love song. that song. Song's great, but it's they don't they never talk about what the name of the song is, and they never play that ever again. I love that song. I was like, "What is this song? I need that song." It was so uplifting and amazing, and now I understand why they need to pass social. But you're right. Yeah, so I don't think the plan was to kidnap people. I think they came up with no. that when Napoleon somehow survived going through a time warp wormhole where I guess there's oxygen and he there must be oxygen. Yeah. Like, and then they, how did up, he live through that? He should have died. His face should have melted actually. And yeah. then, um, 
he sh ends up in San Dimas, and then they came up with the idea. My whole thing is, why would Rufus leave them alone with a time machine? He didn't tell them how to use it. You're right. He said, here's the phone book. You can go anywhere you want. All right, I got to go, guys. Peace. And you he, he because... left these two idiots. <laughs> it's like, I got to go. This is the most important thing you have to do. You traveled 700 years back to, in time. Why would you just give them the time machine and go, peace out, and then leave? Where are you no. going? No, That's the, that was the annoying part. It was like, I have to make sure they do this, right? Yeah. Then he bounces and he gives them the phone booth. So basically his job was just to give them a phone booth. Yeah. That was it, a time traveling phone booth. And a phone and it was book. Like, and a phone book, which would take forever for anybody to go through. Where would you look? Where, what do you look at your phone? Uh, what are I the guess, categories? West? I, I don't know. Western? Like, because they, <laughs> the first place they go is the Old West, right? First of all, the Old West must smell like garbage. Garbage. I mean, everyone in the Old West looks like garbage people who look gross, dirty. I mean, that guy's, in, that guy's in an outhouse when they came in, pooping. He pooping. runs out, didn't wipe his butt. <laughs> Every, he just ran out. I don't care yeah. if anything's falling from the sky. Dude, one pass? One and pass. Go? I mean, come on, man. And the or, part, you or you plug it up. You put a little, like, man pond. You make a man pond. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, man pond. Shout out to Robin Big. That's where mm -hmm. the man pond came from. That episode with the Shout man out pond. to Robin Big. Oh, good show. R.I.P. R.I.P. Big Black. I'm telling you. He was <laughs> amazing. Love that guy. Anyway, um, why... Are they allowed to walk through the Wild West after dropping out of the sky in a phone booth, which no one knows what a phone booth is, no one knows what a phone is. They should have Also, what they're wearing, Dan. How did that not attract attention? Dude's wearing a crop top. Dude's, Dude's wearing a crop top. Sneakers. Sweatpants. They didn't know what sweatpants were. There's leather. People wearing cows, okay? Yeah. That's all people wearing with cow hides. These guys come up with cotton, just like it's like going out of style. One's wearing pink. Okay, do you not remember Marty McFly showing up with Calvin Klein? They freaked out when they, they saw that. And he was wearing, out. and he was still wearing cow. But these guys were wearing cotton. They're like, oh, no problem. What do you, do you want to drink? What do you mean, do you want to drink? These people are aliens. That was the best part. They walk into that bar. Everyone just looks at them once and they go, how you doing, dudes? Or whatever they do, right? And then they yeah. walk to the bar. They go, couple of beers. He gives them beers. I guess, how would they pay? Even if they handed money over to that person, they'd be like, the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Who's these people on this money? So they get the beer. No one is saying a thing to them. They're planning which dude to kidnap. Yes. And like, it's that going to be that easy, right? Which makes me think that phone book didn't say like Billy the Kid. It just <laughs> said like years. Why did they go yeah. back to that year? They didn't know. They weren't that smart. Did they yeah, know? No. No. Or was that already planned? Did Rufus go, this is who you need to go look at? No, he no. didn't say anything. He didn't say shit. Rufus he said, Here's a, Rufus had to suck, go do Rufus. some stand-up somewhere, you know, and he had to go yeah. do a No, gig. he had to go to freaking Thomas the Train and be a conductor while yeah. the shit was happening because he had to pay community service. This man was arrested from <laughs> smoking pot. The only actor to ever have to do community service on PBS. <laughs> so... They meet Billy the Kid. This is one of my favorite parts, though. Billy the Kid has them sit down and play poker with them. Yeah. How are they being allowed to sit at this table? No one is freaking out that these two aliens from another planet are sitting down at this table 
playing cards with them. They should have shot them immediately. Yeah, they were like clowns. Did they have circus back then? I don't know. I don't know. Dude was wearing a crop top. I'm going to keep saying crop top. And a curly blonde haired dude that had, had a haircut. Fresh haircut. Oh, yeah. No, he had a fresh haircut. Billy the no Kid. No beard. No beard. None. None. You're They're not clean from the Wild West. Where They're clean. How they are they not calling them Yankee or something? They smell this is like the Wild soap. West stand. But they his... smell like soap. And Billy the Kid trusts them right away to be part of their rounders match, like freaking Matt Damon. No. No, don't pay the man his money. Yeah. Get the fuck out of there. Then of course no, I need two people to play with me. Billy the Kid's that good that he's going to be freaking dealing to these guys that he's not, nobody. No, this would not happen. Movie ends that. Done. <laughs> we got it, Billy. And he goes over and like, all right. He's like, hey. Like, <laughs> but that's what's great about Bill and Ted. And this is like their mannerisms, the way they move, the way they do things. It's so great. I love it. It makes them lovable. Do you know what? I don't know. It makes them lovable. It gives them heart. You know, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves worked a lot on like their mannerisms. Like they did a ton of work to make sure that they were like doing these things that made them, that gave the characters heart, but also Mm -hmm. made them funny. So there was a lot of work. I mean, a lot of people think that Keanu Reeves sometimes just does these things like, oh, whatever. He's just Keanu Reeves. He's just playing himself. And in a way, maybe he is, but he does a lot of work to make Ted the way he was, like move the way he did and do all the, you know, say say words. Yeah, his like reactions and stuff when he tilts his head or whatever. And, oh, it, yeah. and it happens all the, t- like the whole time. Like yeah. his reactions are the same, kind of got used to that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, what happens, of course, they get into a fight. Of course, like they have to run. And of sure. course, what do they do? They throw Billy the Kid in a phone booth, the time machine phone booth, See, this is where I think Billy Kid, first of all, he's, he's criminal. Okay. Heads should have exploded or he should have just shot these two people. <laughs> two people shove you into a metal box. You don't even know what a metal box is back then. Metal boxes were made with torture back in the Westerns, right? Not even made of wood. Metal box with glass. There's some sort of mechanism that they're pressing buttons. You have a gun. Boom, boom. Goodbye. Yeah. Movie over, Dan. Movie over. But somehow, after this happens, I guess they're talking to Billy and they're like, hey, dude, we're from the future and we're uh, help us from, uh, with our history report. Yeah, and, he's Billy, cool. and, and Billy's like, cool, let's do it. That's but how maybe, cool Billy the Kid is. But maybe it's because he is a criminal that he's just like, whatever, I have to go along with the plot. I have no home. You know, I, yeah. have no, I mean, what member of the song Billy Joel? Billy Joel sang all sure. about Billy the Kid. You didn't have yeah. a home. So no. why not jump in a box with two kids from California to, you know, he has no idea what that is. To jump no. in this box and go with them. You know, it's either that or stay and get killed by these other people. So there is no choice, right? I mean, we don't know. That could have been the day that Billy the Kid died. Oh, and there we go. They have messed up the entire, like, you know, continuum. And everything should have folded in on itself. They basically, they basically gave Billy the Kid a little bit more time. Because you know, at the end, they probably have to return him to that time period. We don't talk about this. But there should be like a, a yeah. uh, Bill and Ted's 1.5 where they... They send these people back and they return them back to the exact moment that they took them, right? So they have to return them to Billy running away and disappearing into this, this like, I guess, outhouse. And then maybe that's the, that's the moment that Billy dies. Yeah, they bring everyone cool. back probably to when they're about to be murdered. So, so they, they saved his life for like a little bit, like even Abe yeah. Lincoln. Everybody that they bring back, Joan of Arc, like none of these people live that past like night. No, Joan of Arc is probably going to get burned at the stake at some point like during that yeah. time period. But so... The one thing I came up with when I was thinking of this movie, this is not about learning. 
this movie was about cheating. This is all about cheating. Rufus showed them how to cheat on their project so that they would pass because they're not learning anything. The only thing they learned was how to cheat so they could stay together to be a band. And, and literally, that's and what the they band's did. not even that good. You know, not, not until 2688. I mean, the band, you know, we don't know yet, right? We don't know. All right, so they got Billy, and they're like, all right, let's go to, you know, Socrates, right? That was the next one. Oh, love it. Socrates, Socrates is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Socrates, I did like Socrates, he I have to say. Amazing. I like him. <laughs> I even like when he said, like, uh, like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what? That, that, that was the quote, that days of our of, lives. That was one of the greatest scenes, though, because these two, again, future aliens, just walk right up to Socrates and then everyone's just like, what? And he's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, let's talk about this again. There's a man who walks up with a black vest and pink sweater wrapped around his, his uh, you know, hip. Socrates yeah. is wearing white cloth that's basically falling off that he constantly has to hold up with his arm. Everyone's like, cool, cool. <laughs> cool. All right. Who are you? And Socrates understands English all of a sudden. There was no English then. It was Latin, right? Or Greek. 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 He's just sitting there. The best part is like he's he's trying to explain to them, and he's like, "Oh, Socrates, Socrates is dust in the wind, dude." And everyone's just staring at him, and Bill's like, "Dust, wind, dude." And then he does the days of our lives thing. And it's like, then they just take him. It's like, all right, let's go. And Socrates is like, okay, whatever. Where are we going? <laughs> Socrates doesn't care. Socrates is the man. He just goes with it. And the best part is that him and Billy the Kid become like good friends throughout this journey. Yeah. Because they're the first two that got, you know, Napoleon jumped in because he had the, you know. That guy is amazing. He, he mistakenly jumped in while and there's a whole scene going on that while this is happening with Bill and Ted with Napoleon which is insane but Socrates and Billy the Kid are now in this booth together first of all how big is this fucking booth okay I want to say that there's already four people in this phone booth can't get more than four people you are it's gonna be insane and Socrates wasn't a small dude and you know Socrates freaking out so like he's they put him in his phone booth the minute they go off, he would just be screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> and there's also a guy in there with a gun who smells like horse manure. Socrates, Socrates is naked. It's hot in <laughs> Greece. He's just, just being naked. Socrates is cleaner than parliament. Billy the Kid, though. You know Socrates is cleaner than Billy the Kid. Because, of course, like, at least there was, like, you know, cleanliness. As soon as, for some reason, the Wild West in the United States is like, we never want to take baths again. <laughs> gross and you know they stepped on some horsemen who are on the way back to the that's the on home it's everywhere <laughs> the, they end up in that like you know english times of nights or something and they see these two girls right this is the best part one of those girls this redhead her hair is crimped i'd like to know where she got this crimp from uh something my sister used to have it was the weirdest hairstyle of all time that like, your hair literally <laughs> looked like the ends of lasagna noodles <laughs> like it's like Dude, and, and they left Billy and Socrates in the woods. They're like, you just stay here. We're yeah. in medieval times where people just get killed, but you just stay here. Stay here. And Billy the kid is just like, hey, uh, Socrates, yeah, don't go anywhere. It's like, what do you mean don't go anywhere? <laughs> Socrates is a philosopher who wants to explore shit. He's not going to go anywhere? Yeah, no. he's like, oh. He just took him across time. 
<laughs> this poor actor, every line he had was like, oh. <laughs> I love Socrates. Socrates was actually really funny because, like, to him, it was like a new kid, a kid who just saw the first thing. Billy, no reaction whatsoever. He just Zero. went with it. Was Socrates, like, no. always holding his cloth up and, like, just looking around, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Are we? Where are we? Where the fuck are we? What is yeah. this? And why didn't Billy the Kid? Why wasn't he able to like shoot somebody? You know, I mean, like he should have been able like to. Anyway, like I know he had a bullets back then. He had medieval times. Yeah, they had like metal shit on, but like he couldn't shoot anybody that came after you with a knife. Uh, right. <laughs> so he had they... gun. He had a gun. Oh like, my god. Over. But Anyways. these girls are not surprised. Again, everyone should be losing their minds. They're future aliens in whatever clothing they're in. And you just have like this, you know, they're trying to go, all right, so who do we kidnap now? Every yeah. place that they go, they're just like, all right, and let's just, you know, kidnap somebody. Who are they going to plan on kidnap during that? They got caught. Yeah, right? this is when they who are they going to kid? Who are they going to kidnap? I guess they were going to bring the two girls back with them. Because they just wanted two hot girls. I mean, they all they instantly fell in love. Like it was I understand like, that, but like they were going there for history lessons. So who? There was somebody there, right? During that time, you know, we went to Billy the Kid, yeah. went to so- Socrates, Napoleon showed up. But like now, you're just in medieval times, and they're like going through this castle, which is a pretty funny scene. But yeah. like, and then they're about to get beheaded. Well, no mention this, of oh, maybe no. it was the king. Maybe it was the know. king, but this was the first area in the back to going back in time where no one had a historical significance. Yes. This, this is literally just created to like those meet those two girls to yes. create some sort of action and to freak us out for a minute because what happens? They get into a little like, first of all, I want to know how they got into those like into the uh, the knight's costume. How did they get into that? Like easily. And then. He, Bill and Ted are fighting each other, and then Bill falls down, or Ted, Ted, right? Ted falls down the steps, and I remember this scene from when I was a kid when I used to watch this movie, Ted getting stabbed, or looking like Ted getting stabbed, spoiler alert, he fell out. <laughs> he got <of> out. The... <laughs> when? Like, he just, As like, he was rolled out? Yeah, he's so good that he. That's how. That's how easy it was because you got into it so quick to fall out of it so quick. Oh my god, that was so ridiculous. I in mean, my opinion, it, they actually went back in time, and put on the outfits, and then showed. <laughs> so they went back they in time using, again. They started using the time, the time machine uh, for like what it was worth. There you go. Yeah. Because up until now, they 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 were pretty much using the time machine one percent of technology, <laughs> just going to one place and stealing people. They yeah. weren't really using it at, to their advantage. Like what, the fact that they even had to worry about what time it was was crazy because you were never going to be late to the freaking the project because you could literally wait until the last minute or not even wait. You could never show up there for 50 years and then go back. Yeah, just go and back. At the time that you need to do. Basically what's happening in this movie is not real time travel. It's Inception, right? Like, you know, like yeah. Inception when like every time you incept someone, the mm-hmm. it goes slower and slower or whatever it is and yes. your time is fast. their present time seems to still be happening it's still happening because napoleon like backtrack to where napoleon is with yeah. one of their brothers or something worst like, brother of all time terrible you know and then there's a whole like they're where are they are they supposed to be in something like a um chuck e cheese but but yeah. like siggy pig and he's eating a napoleon ice cream which was not even made in in france it was a, Italian thing. Then he sees Waterloo, so he goes to the, the uh, water slide. So all on that's his happening. Own. Yes. Well, so that's all happening 
while they're still time traveling. Yeah. But in linear time. It's not right. like they left and they came back and they were like back no. before they left him there. Right. Like shit was still happening. Everything is happening parallel to each other, which is such a yes. weird setup for a time travel film. Yeah. Because you would think that like it doesn't matter what happens. You could literally jump back in time to when Napoleon was first brought back and it will be all be fine. Like you don't yeah. even need to like worry, but like there's this weird worry that they'll never make it to the thing. But for me, when I watch this, my belief is so suspended that I'm like, oh man, they got to get back to that social studies presentation. <laughs> I'm not even thinking of this issue that has to do with like, well, they can, they'll never be late. They don't ever no. have to be late to this. They could literally just go back to a certain point and then that's it. No, but it's so that's, weird. That's why I got annoyed about the movie because I got so like into the fact that like, well, this is time travel. Like no, they wouldn't be late. Yeah. That, that was it, period. Yeah, so like you, it wasn't, it was like, they didn't understand that until the end because they start using it to their advantage, but they didn't uh, understand that throughout the whole time. Until they start to realize that, the movie goes in linear time and parallel. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, right in the last 15 minutes is when they're like, we should leave a key. We should do the recording. We should I do this. It. And you're like, what the hell? I love it. So anyways, so <laughs> let's go back to the princess thing. So they picked up the princesses. Well, they didn't pick up the princesses. They almost get beheaded, but it's so, it's so crates and uh, Billy the Kid. They stopped them. Which, they go how back. did that happen? Dude, Billy the Kid sh shot a bunch of people. Yeah, a lot of people probably died in this film that we have no clue about. Billy the Kid is probably shooting people left and right that we don't see. And no, so, he doesn't care. He's a criminal. How does he tell Socrates what to do? Socrates is so smart. He all of a sudden figured out English during. So what happened is Socrates got in the time capsule, learned English, came back <laughs> to that time, medieval times. And figured out how to speak English. All this happened while Bill and Ted are walking around the castle, being yeah. told, "Put them in the Iron Maiden." And and they I were so happy joke. about it. Oh, because Iron Maiden, great band. Shout out to Iron Maiden. But I mean, <laughs> when I was a kid, I had no idea what that meant. Now, being a heavy metal fan, I'm like, oh my god, I love this. <laughs> yeah, like well, they should yeah. make movies of what was happening. I would while love that. this other things happening, like sub movies that. of like. Yo, Bill, you know, actually this movie should have been called Socrates and Billy, the kids' most awesome adventure. Because <laughs> they went on an adventure. Because all of a sudden they show up, they're the guards. They're yeah. the, like, how did they even How did they sneak off? in? How did they get the guard uniforms? How did yeah. he tell him to hit the rope? How did then they escape? And at the same time, thankfully, once they, they do escape and they... Um, because you know they got to dial numbers how long are these phone numbers and then when they're running away and they dial the number to just escape the medieval times it's out of order the number that he calls mm -hmm. how is any of this out of order isn't it any year so shouldn't any number work um they <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, 1920, 1927, totally out of order. Somebody, somebody else was trying to get there. Yeah, oh, uh, it's busy. Another version of you have been uh, going there because it's another time when you had to be there. So what, when they, so the next jump, isn't that like uh, they go f to the future and they yes. see themselves? And that's when they realize they're running late and Rufus is like, yo, you better get to it. And that's when they go and get everybody else. And they're like, oh, shit, we got to go get everybody. No, the, they go into oh. the future. They don't see Rufus. They see the, the oh, three yeah. most important people. And that yes. amazing song is playing. And, you know, first of all, 
I thought that the guy, one of the guys, uh, the main guy sitting in the middle, I literally thought that he was the um, actor from uh, Mannequin. Um, it wasn't. But it wasn't the actor from Mannequin. It, it was, was? No. That was Clarence Clemens from the E Street Band sitting in the middle because the writers knew him or something. And then the other two people from two other bands. Oh, here it is. Clarence Clemens, Fee Waybill, and Martha Davis. They're from the E Street Band, the Tubes, and the Motels. Those are the three most important people. Oh, wow. They were supposed to be the band members from ZZ Top, but they couldn't get them. Ah, okay. So yeah. they were trying to keep, keep the whole like music was going to save the world type of thing. Right, right, right. Uh, so, so that's who it was. And that was awesome. I love that scene, though. That scene like, was crazy when like, all the people come in and they're like air guitaring. Yes. I mean, come on, Manny. Come on. You can't tell me that when you saw that, you weren't just like, I'm feeling this. It's, it's right here. I got, I, come on. That scene, they were out there. They're looking like, what is going on? They're like, hi. Like, they're so surprised to see them. And I love that scene. But that's like the ending of the movie, which is like in the middle of the film. But um, I, I don't know. For me, I, lo- I love That was kind of like the break of the film, like. There was yeah. some chaos for a moment, and then now it's like, oh, this, and they're like, and now we gotta keep. Yeah. Oh, we gotta go. Like, we can't be late for our social studies test. Like, and they're like laughing, and I'm just like, test is huge. This, this pres- test is huge, but <laughs> you really can't be late because you're in a time machine. Yeah, yeah. They should have told us like, dopes. You have a time machine. You're never gonna yeah. be late. Don't worry about. It. Didn't Rufus tell you? No. Yeah. Well, no, fired. Rufus sucks as a. <laughs> he's fired. Yeah, he's terrible. The next thing is that they get to see Rufus, and then Rufus is like, you guys are late. You know, yeah. you got to get going. And then they went and got all these people. Right, right. Kong, And yeah, right. and then, the, then the, the antenna breaks, and they're back in like 1 million BC, and there's, they're like chewing gum, and the <laughs> Neanderthals are about to attack the phone booth. Dude, that was the best part. That they're all chewing gum, right? Like, how are you explaining to people who've never seen gum before? Like, all right, here you go, chews. Genghis Khan would have, like, first of all, Genghis Khan was one of the most ruthless leaders of all, like, of all time. I mean, that scene where they went to get him and he's like eating. I'm yeah. just like, what is happening? They saved her life. Thank God. That was what they were like. Thank God they kidnapped this guy because that woman can now be saved. But yeah, you're telling me that you went up to him like here, chewed his gum. He would have chewed your hand off. Yeah, <laughs> I no. love that part. Socrates is chewing the gum, then they put it together. Like, and then uh, what's his name was also there. Uh, the the psychiatrist. Oh, Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud was like he was questioning the gum, trying to figure it out. In his, yeah, while he was chewing it. Yeah, I so, love yeah, it. Yeah, I, I thought I get the 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 references were pretty funny, and like when they got the people, you know, then I'm like, wow, they. Are they all talking to them like while they're going through like, hey, you guys are going to help us with this history project. And everybody's just on board. Like Genghis Khan just didn't kill everybody and was like, yeah, <laughs> now I'm going to use this to kill everybody. Yeah, like, like I'm not killing everybody in this phone booth. Or and it, the best part to me was when they got um, when they got Joan of Arc. I mean, that was hilarious. I mean, the phone booth drops in the middle of what is like a church or whatever. She mm-hmm. is praying. She looks up and it's like dead. 
<laughs> she was dead. about to get killed too, right? I think that's like when she she's gonna get killed. Possibly. Or she's praying about something. She doesn't live that long. Joan of Arc only lives until like, like 19 years old. You're asking the wrong person. Just like Bill and Ted, I don't think I did too well in social studies. But uh, <laughs> shout out Maybe to Mineola High School machine. presentation. Shout out to Mineola High School education. Yeah, I think um, she died. What do we got here? She, yep, she was approximately 19 years old. She died in uh, May 30th, approximately May 30th, 1431. So maybe, yeah, they saved her possibly from being killed. But they are going to drop her back off, so she is going to die anyway. So. Yeah. I mean, if I was the, any of these historical figures, I wouldn't have gone back. But, Hell no. If I was Socrates, they, why would I go back? No. All right. So they get all these guys. They go back. You know, Love this they're back, back at the stepmother's like being cool with all this. Like she's just like, oh, yeah. they're like, oh, listen, Matt, we need to get to the school or like, where's yeah. Napoleon? Oh, and yeah. Napoleon has been obsessed with Waterloo. Oh the, my God. The water park that they have, which yeah. is like, that's oh, this dude's scene is just that. It was kind of like a Charlie Chaplin. He was, oh. he was just ridiculous. And he was what, like what, Mr. What, Bean. Where? Yeah, like yeah, Mr. yeah, Bean. Mr. Bean. But it was yeah. about him is like, He's had such an adventure. He he ate ice cream, which he probably should, you know, that was probably blew his mind. He's also yeah. going to hang out with his with Ted's brother. He's wearing his military outfit. There's, you know, at the same time. And which means he has a sword. At the same time, yeah. he's bowling. Remember they took him bowling and he's he's writing the bowling scores? How did he learn to do that? Cuz I mean, dude, he's a general. So he was somewhat smart. So he right? could, so he knew how to do bowling. He scores. knew math and like they might have just taught him how to do the scores and stuff. But they leave him there, oh, right? Because he was cheating or whatever. Yeah, he on the was scores. smart enough to cheat in bowling <clears throat> to know sure. how to cheat in bowling. But yeah, they leave him there because he's the worst younger brother ever. And somehow Napoleon, who was probably sleeping under a bridge that night, finds himself in a water park. With a sword and his military outfit, they let Gets him right in. Gets right in. Gets right in. Size of a child. Yeah. So he is going down these water slides. First of all, there are no rules at this water park, obviously, because like the way he was going down that water slide, you can't go down a water slide, guys. That. that was Action Park, then. <laughs> action Park. It had to have been shot. Like, Remember that like, water slide we went to when we went across country? Yeah. They had no rules there. That water park was almost as part of my like, as Action Park. Well, Action Park was a really bad fucking water park. Yeah, like I've been there. that, they would never have that right now. No, they would, the, people would be getting sued left and right. Absolutely, yeah. But Crazy. he goes to a water park. I mean, this all of these things should blow his mind, and it does. It totally blows his mind. He's cutting the line. He's running up and down the stairs. He's running on the water slide. I mean, how did they find him even at this water park? I don't even know. I would. I would say that out of all the people that Bill and Ted got, Napoleon had the best time because he got to spend time there, literally, yes. where everybody yes. else was just in the phone booth the whole time until they had to do a freaking presentation. These two freaking high school kids from the future brought you back to do a presentation while Napoleon, who ends up, you know, we know how he, get, you know, he doesn't do well. <laughs> you know his, oh, wait, his history doesn't? sucks right but like he had a pretty good life for the 15 minutes that he was like waiting for them to uh you know the day yeah. of uh you know because he just hopped on a ride you know and he yeah. got to do all these things 
What money did he have, though, to pay for that entrance of the water slide? Oh, remember, he got in because that woman brought all those kids, and he <sighs> somehow got in dressed oh, like yeah. a French general. Well, he, he looked like a child. The whole point is that he was a child who was dressed like a French general. He had like, a sword. He was a child with a costume on. He had Dan, a he was Dan, he was a child that went to Party City, and the parents were like, you could whatever, wear whatever you want. Yes. Because basically they were trying to say that Napoleon, the, the only character that could do that was Napoleon because he was so small, he got mistaken a child. Okay. But while this is all happening, all of these other historical characters are in the mall. Yes. And they because they need there. to go find Napoleon. So they leave. Bill and Ted, I'm telling you, give a shit about nothing. <laughs> they leave Beethoven, Sigmund Freud, Socrates, Billy the Kid, Joan of Arc, Genghis Khan. I think that's it, right? I think that's it. They leave Abraham Lincoln. And Abraham Lincoln. They kidnap Abraham Lincoln. So yeah. they take all these people. And they bring them to the mall and they just leave them at the mall being like, all right, we're going to go find Napoleon. Now. Yep. Mall Genghis scene. Genghis Khan. 90s mall scene. First of all, this was the classic 90s mall scene. Loved it. I don't know. I loved, loved it. it. Loved I'm going to say I did like this scene. Oh. This is the scene. I like the scene where soccer, Socrates and uh, <laughs> Billy the Kid, <laughs> they try to pick up those two girls in it like out of nowhere. Like these two are wearing costumes. They're, they're just straight up like, yo, we got this. Did they make fun of um, Sigmund Freud because he was ruined their, they like, he would, he's, he like ruined their game. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was basically cock blocking. Like, <laughs> so Chris was so pissed off. And he would just be like, he basically was charades the whole time. Like, so Chris did, uh, uh, and just charades oh. the whole time. <laughs> he said something to Freud at that scene, too. I forget what he called him. Yeah. He called He's, him something. He basically to called him a cock block. Yeah. <laughs> I love to see when Genghis Khan is in, like, a Models or something. Yes. And it, he takes that bat and he's just, like, destroying these mannequins. And the people working there are just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Normal and then Beethoven, Be- Beethoven takes over the, the, the pianos oh and just starts God. killing in the pianos. You basically go into a Siberian orchestra oh Beethoven scene and you got uh, Joan of Arc takes over a jazzercise class that's going on in the mall. Dude, malls Dude, there used was, to be crazy. It, there was an exercise class going on in the mall. Yeah. Full yeah. on exercise class. Full on. Full on in the exercise. mall. What kind of mall is this? Well, Where dude, are we? If you remember the mall in Mall Rats, they had an entire game show like uh, in the mall. The mall, 90s malls. 90s malls. They don't do that stuff now. Like they might hand out a sample. Well, but they're not going to have a jazz. No. Well, not going to do anything size. now. Jazzercise class as if there was a j- like changing room somewhere. Yeah. Like people signed up for this class. Yeah. Joan of Arc takes over this class in Amazing. her chain link, chain link outfit, <laughs> sweating her ass off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all, and like that's the other thing. Billy the Kid must be sweating his ass off in there. Bro, he hasn't taken off his cowhide. Hasn't taken off his trench coat. You know, leather trench coat, not yeah. even regular. Boy was rocking a cow straight up. <laughs> and Genghis Khan is dressed like he lives in Siberia. Yeah, I mean, how he didn't kill everybody in that mall. He should. This was every single person. If this wasn't a comedy. It was a horror film. Billy oh. Kid would have shot a lot of people. But yeah. Genghis Khan would have taken over everything. Oh, yeah. Destroyed. Yeah. Destroyed everything. Yeah. Eight people. He would have oh. eaten a lot of people. 
it would have been a disaster. But one of the things that really surprised me was that Billy the Kid discharged his weapon twice in the mall. He shot his gun twice inside that mall. Why did he do that? I, I think it was because like they were trying to get Beethoven or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which Beethoven's also hard of hearing, so it's also extra hard to con- get this guy who, one, doesn't speak English, he's German, two, doesn't know, can't, obviously he's in a whole different time, and three, can't hear. Yeah, So times. this is an insane group of people. The only one that would pretty much be okay, would pro- well, the two, Billy the Kid, Abraham Lincoln. That's it. Everyone yeah. else should be losing it, and... But you Abraham, know. yeah, so, so Abraham Lincoln would have been fine just pretending that he was an Abraham Lincoln impersonator, <laughs> right? Yes. He could have gone through the mall as saying, like, just saying four scores and seven years ago and, like, gotten paid. Oh, like, let's say he, let's say Bill and Ted died somehow during this whole thing after they destroying history, after destroying history, and Abraham Lincoln got stuck there, he could have just made his his yeah. money hanging out in the mall and would have made more money in one hour than Abraham Lincoln actually made back when he was alive. <laughs> Dude, imagine they, they really missed an opportunity for Abraham Lincoln to to see like a $5 bill or a penny and to see his yeah. face. Yeah, that would have been crazy. They should have brought that up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they really missed an opportunity. But I mean, you know, chaos ensues. They all go to jail. You know, who puts them in jail? Ted's dad. Ted's course, dad is a dick. I hate Ted's I dad. I hated him. One of the yeah. worst movie dads of all time. One of, even like as a as an evil movie parent, he was terrible. He was like super angry with no angry. cause. And he and he didn't like didn't even give him a chance. He was just like right away, you pack your bags. Like, yeah. ne- like it probably hadn't even been had it been twenty four hours at that point. No, or they only had like, twelve hours. Yeah, pack your bags. You're going to Alaska. It's like Alaska. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you not like your son? You don't like you don't like your son. Well, here's the one question I have. There are no moms this entire film, right? Obviously, there are the stepmother. Okay, but she doesn't care. She's a stepmom. Well, She's literally step-mom. like their classmate. They're like class- number one search on Pornhub.com. <laughs> She's literally their classmate. Dude, she was. Where's Ted's mom? She was a graduate. Ted's mom? Yeah. We don't know where. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is all about Bill and Ted and the evil father and the creepy dad. Creepy dad. He's only around basically in the beginning and the end at this point. So they're all upset they're going to fail this test. At this point, where's Rufus? How come Rufus is not like tracking that they're not doing well and it was like, hey, I need to come and help up? The only other time they see Rufus is when they end up at that 7-Eleven again, basically, like that quick March 7-Eleven thing, and they speak yeah. to themselves again. Yeah. But why is Rufus not, like, chiming in or being, like, or coming to help them? Or Like, hey, dude, you could, actually, you could actually use the time machine, go back in time, and put keys here for you to break them out. Yeah. He's the worst Obi-Wan Kenobi of all time. Horrible. He, he lets it go. He's like... Ah, uh, free will. We'll see where this goes. <laughs> you know, maybe it's because he could be like, we could just reset this by going back in time. Yeah, we could reset this. Is twenty six eighty eight? Don't worry, we'll erase this parallel universe and just figure it yeah, out. Yeah, we'll just call. Let's we'll just cause another parallel universe, uh, yeah. another universe. So, yeah. so th- at this point is where time now becomes insignificant and not parallel yeah. and not in the in linear because 
this is when Bill and Ted finally started to realize that they could use the time machine yes. to go back in time to plant things to help them break these guys out of jail. Yeah. Right. So you don't even see them go in the time machine. They literally, things just start, start appearing as they're talking about it, which could have been happening through the whole movie. Yeah. So this is where you realize that this whole movie, they've been learning how to use the time machine and they're finally using it to its, to its advantage. Cause they yeah. could have literally been like, we're not going to take them to the mall. Let's not no. take them to the mall. They didn't have to take them to the mall. But the thing is like, they became time traveling geniuses. Like they, they like all of a sudden, like the physics of like a, of time traveling in a multiverse, like all of a sudden they're like, Oh, if I just say that the keys are here, of course they're here. Yeah, there they we are. Went back at, because we went back in time. And we went back into, remember when we went back in time, put the keys here. It's like, oh yeah, I do. Look at that. They're here. It's like, it's like weird, yeah. crazy Donnie Darko shit at that point where it's just like, you know, time doesn't matter. Here's like this weird time, like worm. And like, you just say things or we did it. And it, of course it happened because I'm saying I did it. Of course I did it because time travel. Mm-hmm. So they use this now to break them all out of jail. Movie and- finally starts to turn into a real legitimate time traveling this is when I started liking him. This is when I started liking him. So this is one of my favorite parts. When Ted is like, don't forget the trash can or whatever. And a trash can falls out of thin air from nowhere and right on top of his dad. Yep. Now, now, I believe everything else. I can get everything else. The keys are there, the tape recorder, like whatever. These are objects you could place and you can figure it out. How a trash can falls through a roof of a building and then on top of a, of his dad, I have no idea how time travel even like plays into that happening. No, I don't know. They'd have to place it and let it go in midair and leave and not be seen. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> there you just there is when you you suspend your belief. Now this presentation, one of the Ooh. most intense senior presentation spaces of all time. The whole school shows up. Yeah, man. The whole school. It's in the, the whole school auditorium. is subject to your presentation. And, and, and one of the presentations, literally Billy Madison stole this entire part from this movie. Yes. When that kid is like that idiot, which if Bill and Ted are failing, how is this kid not failing? How failing. is this kid not failing? He does Boring the whole thing. Yeah. And then he goes, you know, he goes, San Dimas football rules or whatever. And I'm like. And everybody loses their shit. I'm like, wait a second. That's Billy Madison. Billy Madison, Adam Sandler stole that. From Bill and Ted. Yes. Or was it an homage? Was it? (laughs) And of course, you know, they don't give Bill and Ted any time. They immediately get Fs, like, before they even, like, have a second. And then Mm -hmm. somehow they become technical wizards. They have lighting. They have everything. Everything is set up. It is the craziest presentation I've ever seen. They have this, at this point in the movie, they've become time traveling geniuses. So they have gone back in time or in forward of time, figured out how to be technical genius. Pause for a second. They still haven't learned how to play guitar, but they figured out how to be technical geniuses. And they were like, let's make this project look amazing. And they, they got somehow all the people come out one by one out of that fucking phone booth. <laughs> Is the, phone booth di- is the phone booth disappearing and reappearing with the person, each one, each time? <laughs> There's like eight or nine people coming out of this phone booth. Like, they're all coming out of this phone booth. And it is quite possibly the greatest presentation. This presentation had to be like three hours long. Oh, dude, it was three hours. There was a point where, <laughs> <laughs> where Bill and Ted are sitting down and, like, Napoleon is 
you know, showing them a diagram and he's yeah. like, I don't think it's going to work. And you, and they're playing risk at the same time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he was talking about yeah. the diagram is when Napoleon is invading Russia and in history, he actually, that's, he loses that, that battle. So that it was funny that Ted says like, yeah, that's not going to work. Like, so basically he <laughs> was just showing how much he knows history. Like they all of a sudden became history wizards. They Geniuses. have, um, the, but this is when they bring up Sigmund Freud is psychoanalyzing Ted, Bill, and then oh, oh Ted. Bill. Well, he, he does both of them, I think. No, right? he's about to do Bill, and Bill's like, "No, you don't need to do me. I just suffer from Oedipus complex." Oh yeah, that's why I'm saying he's in love with his mother because he even knows the Oedipus, uh, the, the Oedipus story. But so, how? If they're failing social studies, right? They're failing social studies. Where did all this information come from? They like narrated everyone's bio. They narrated all these things. They created like whole like layers of complex ideas and analysis. But a day before this, they were knew failed. nothing. <laughs> knew nothing. Know anything? How is that no. possible? I guess I mean, time this travel is makes just, you smart. Or it's just like a lesson in like when you actually put some effort in, you, uh, you surprise yourself. Lessons, lessons you know? on lessons. Yeah. 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 So they they have the greatest presentation ever. You know, Abraham Lincoln steals the show, you know, does his yeah. little four scores in seven minutes ago, which, by the way, what he says, I forget exactly what he says, but when he says that time, it's mm-hmm. how long in the movie we're in when he says it. <laughs> I was like, so this is actually pretty funny that they, they, they put all these little things in there. And yeah, the, every, they blow everybody's mind away. Yeah, at blow, one point... In the away. audience, this person, people are eating food. And I'm like, where? Dude, there was intermission. <laughs> There's an intermission for their project. They And people in San Dimas love San Dimas. Anyone love says it. anything about San Dimas, they lose their mind. Oh, dude, so- Socrates? Yeah. He's like, and he loves San Dimas. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if we were, if that was our high school and someone did that, and he loves Mediolo, we'd be like, boo, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? So th- then they go back into the phone booth and they all are going in to this phone booth. Amazing. Not going to be possible. Nine people. No, but they get in there. They get nope. in. They, Don't believe it. They do. They nope. do. And they disappear. Nah, and everyone's sitting there like, what? Like, yeah. At some point, I wanted the social studies teacher to get up during the presentation and go like, all right, we get it. We get it. You got an A. It's okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, God, I want to go home. I've been sitting here. Do you know how many seniors there are? Do you see how big this audience is? First of all, they're going to be like all those people. presentations it'd, today. It would be great if they're like, you're disqualified. Why? Uh, this presentation was supposed to be you guys, not people you hired to do the presentation. You totally plagiarized this whole presentation. <laughs> you hired actors to do the presentation. Yeah. What is this? Like, what is going on? But, um, yeah, they get in there in the next scene, real humble. They're trying to play again. They're making another music video. And they have a real self-reflective part. As Bill's just like, just had this great adventure. We still don't know how to play our instruments. I mean, it was like ending almost on a low note in some ways. Almost, I was like, oh man. They I feel like it was ended in like the same way it started. Yeah, yeah. So maybe the movie never really happened. Oh, it's like Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> yeah, like they were wearing the same clothes because they haven't changed. They were wearing the same hours. clothes. Yeah. And maybe it actually just didn't happen. Oh, it happened because what happens but next? Like, <laughs> Rufus finally shows back up. 
Hey, Rufus how you doing, guys? Hey, hey, you did it. You did it. <laughs> I love that thing. Hey, hey, you did it. Hey, I took the, I get, here's some girls. Here, Their uh, minds should be blown at this point. Yeah, we took the princesses from yeah. the past and yeah. brought them to the future. Yeah. The only two characters that stayed in the future are these princesses because yes. you love them so much. Yeah, met them for five seconds. Yeah, and they're in the band as well yeah, in the future. That's right. And now they have credit cards. I don't know how they got credit cards so fast. And then Rufus gives them Was that a joke to like, oh, don't give a woman a credit card because they'll spend it? Was that no? Was that a backhanded joke? I think it was. Dan, I have no I think idea. It was. It's it's quite Dan? possible. I mean, Dan? I'm not saying it was that the it was. '90s, Dan. There it were a couple definitely... problematic things in there. Yes, it was a homophobic uh, part where they, you know, said you know the f word, a homophobic slur. But for a '90s film, there wasn't much after that that was that bad. They did keep no. it pretty, you know. No, no, but I, I, I think that was like a lighthearted joke of like, oh, don't give a group woman a credit card. Everyone, like, I got credit cards, and I guess I don't know. 90s that joke's so funny in twenty six eighty eight. Hey, it's a utopia, but it's still misogynistic. Yeah, and then they're like, he's like, do you mind if I jam with you? And this guy wails out. I mean, yeah, and they're uh, still terrible. Terrible. He gives them new guitars. They're still terrible. There was going to be a sequel to this new movie no matter what because Absolutely. it didn't end on them playing the song. Not at all. It ended on them passing social studies, which is what they needed to do, which is what it started out as. Because we knew they already made the song because we came from 2688. So we already know there's a utopia. You know, if we go back to the first two minutes. Because of, of them. Movie, we already know. Yeah, that's right. Because they cheated on because, their because Because <laughs> Napoleon actually... This movie only actually happened and they only passed because Napoleon fell through the fucking wormhole because they wouldn't have gotten the idea without Napoleon falling through the wormhole. They just would have gone and watched things. Right. They just would have gone and watched things and probably gotten themselves killed because there's, if they were going to go to the medieval times, they would have gotten killed there because they almost um, did. If it wasn't for Bill, uh, Billy the Kid and uh, Socrates, they would have been dead. They already knew. Like, I guess it's where our journey ends. I'm like, can you imagine like you get you go to two places then you end up in this third place and then all right crap and rufus is over like, oh damn it rufus, I oh, maybe i should have told them what to do maybe i should have stayed with them i am from the future i yeah. know how this works i should have been there, like no 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 don't do that don't no put that, put that down don't these are the that. these are the numbers that you need to dial don't look at the phone book. Yeah, these are the numbers. Here's a piece of paper. Dial this one first. Do it in these one. order. This order. <laughs> yeah. No. Here's here's a future phone book that brings you all through time. I'm yeah. not going to tell you hardly how to use it. And then bye bye. And then he sees them two other times. Once in the middle, being like, "Hey, remember this part?" And then at the end, being like, "Hey, I went back and got these two girls." Yeah. All right. Let's you play forgot some. these. You forgot these two girls. Yeah, we returned to... everybody. Yeah. We're bringing these ones back. I would love to see no scenes. Returning people being like, all right. They should have. Right, yeah. Go. Yeah. Hey, by the go. way, um, hope you didn't take, uh, you know, Genghis Khan, I hope you didn't take technology from the future and bring it back to your, your time where you're just going to kill more people with metal bats. <laughs> He's definitely got something from like, he took and the skateboard. Yeah, he oh. stole the skateboard, the football, and the helmet. Yes. Dude, like, and that's the thing about the First of all, Genghis Khan would have seen that high school and killed everybody. He had yeah. a weapon in his hand on stage. A, a crazy weapon. Where did he get that from? He had that it was with like him. a spear. <laughs> you can't really put that in the phone booth. 
One wrong move, someone dies in that phone booth because that spear is like, what? That's it. It's over. How many shots did Billy the Kid uh, pop off? Do you know? So he took one shot in the mall. He shot the gun once in the mall. And then when he walked out, he was like, hey, everybody, I'm Billy the Kid. And everyone laughed at him. He took his gun out and shot a light out. The wow. presentation would have been over right there. Done. Bill and Ted should be like, bro. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Instead, the, the social studies teacher is like, I want to see where this is going. They got a guy yeah. on stage with a gun. Mm, this guy looks real. Yeah, this is interesting. He just shot something. I'm curious where the rest of this is going. It's like, no, we know where this is. Oh, my God. This movie uh, is crazy. Bill and Ted. My God. So crazy. One of the best. All right. Manny. Dude. And then don't forget that he's, they said dude and what was the other one? Be, oh, be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. And they say dude like for. Yeah. All the time. Party All on, time. dude. Party on. No, party on is Wayne. Oh, right. So what, what did he say? No, he said, be excellent to each other. And... Be excellent to each other. But what does Ted say? Dude, if they said party on, that's... How do we forget this? Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what they say. Famous Bill and Ted sayings. Okay, we're looking it up. I mean, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure I'm right. I thought so, too, and I didn't... I was like... No, because I'm pretty sure... Oh, this five excellent it's got to be here um whoa boga put him in the iron man hold on be excellent to each other yeah and party on dude stop it be excellent to each other and party on dudes whoa yeah so this is like party on wayne party on that's that but that's totally a different. total ripoff that's a totally different thing though that he's saying party on wayne party on guard this yeah, is to everyone. I know that, this but I'm saying, did they do this on purpose? Did they do that? Well, how like... would they be on purpose? They wouldn't even know. They like they both. No, what I'm trying to say, say, Dan, is in 19. It, it, did Wayne's World do that as an homage to Bill and Ted? No, I think I think both of these things were happening at this time because, like I said, like Mike Myers is creating the Wayne character and Wayne's World like kind of whole thing when he's in Toronto, like you know, at Second City. These guys the writers of this movie have been creating this for quite a while too as stand-up routine or whatever. So they were developing this. And then who knows? Because like the first Wayne's World sketch, I think was aired in 1980, the 1987, 1988 season of SNL. Mm -hmm. Bill and Ted was supposed to be released around the same time, but ended up getting released in 1989. Mm. Okay. All right. I'm just saying, like, I thought maybe it was, like, an homage or something, because that's funny that it was, like, both saying, like, like party on was... I think it was a big thing, because plus, you know, you, you got this California thing going, and the party on stuff definitely works with Party that. on, man. Yeah. Party on. I mean, and then didn't the Ninja Turtles say, didn't they say party on or as well? Maybe. And that was in They're 1990. Right. Yeah, I guess it was a thing. Yeah, probably. 69. That's like what number are we thinking of? Sixty nine, dudes. Like these guys were amazing. I'm sorry. Like you know, sixty nine, dude. I mean, yeah, it was like total high school, high school comedy. He said but, they said, "Dude, seventy times." Yes, an excellent thirty times. Amazing. I love it. In the end, Bill and Ted for me passes the nostalgia test one hundred percent. This is a movie personally. I think is still good. I recommend that people watch it. I know this whole movie has been spoiled, but I mean, it's Bill and Ted. If you haven't seen Bill and Ted at this point, like, you know, come on. But it is a fun movie. It's, it's funny. It's got heart. 
It's got, you know, positive message. I mean, come on, be excellent to each other. If that's a message that we don't need right now, we need the message that Bill and Ted are talking about in this movie right now in 2020. It is the simplest message. Be excellent to each other. We need this. Uh, so I am saying that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure from 1989 passes a nostalgia test. That's a Dan Dissinger vote for passing nostalgia test. That's me, Manny. Uh, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's definitely nostalgic. Uh, I definitely thought it was funny when I was younger. Now that, you know, sit here when we review it, I start to see a couple of things that I did like about it. Obviously, I didn't, I didn't shit on it too much. I can't, I can't say it passes it. I think it comes very close to passing the test. I'm not going to say don't watch it. I think I'm going to watch it again. Maybe I'll come back with a second vote. Uh, I'll just <laughs> throw it in there in one of the, the another tests that we do. Oh, Maybe we'll follow do up. Because I actually, I want to do the second one because I for, I, for some reason, I remember liking the second one more. Which um, is funny because that one's super confusing. Oh, it's really confusing, but I really liked the, the song in it. Uh, God gave rock and roll to us. Yeah, uh, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really bad, but good. Um, but I'd like to do that test because of the fact that I really like in my head. I, I I definitely, or in my head, in my memories, I definitely enjoyed Bill and Ted more. So I was like, did I did I just enjoy the full sequel too? See, first one and sequel, or did I just only like the sequel one, or is it just really was just nostalgia? Mm-hmm. Um, like I said. What it didn't pass with flying colors, it's definitely creeping up there, especially after talking with you and just laughing about <laughs> this whole thing. It is it is ridiculous. Um yeah. it did it is amazing how it spawned so many other buddy comedies like that. Oh. Like the stupid dude, sixty-nine party on, you know, the messaging, yeah, man. I, it's a great thing. I think we definitely need to be excellent. It is a good message. I think you like, know it was played by like two supposed to be like two like, you know, deadbeat dudes who were actually really just who also wore rocky's clothing yeah and just like also like you know keanu reeves obviously goes on to be like keanu he has been in you know movies that are going to show up on this podcast that we have to do most notably point break definitely has to be something that we look at johnny johnny utah but you know alice winter he's had a career that people uh, when I revisited Bill and Ted, I was like, "Where? What has he been doing? He's been an award-winning, you know, documentarian. He's been doing other writing and directing and being in, uh, writing directing films that has have gotten so much acclaim, but have been like under the radar, right? Like he's doing other things, and just because he's not in like some like box office smash film, you know, that someone isn't doing something. But he's been doing some awesome work, and um, I think people need to check out a lot of his other films and document uh, documentaries." So we have one pass and one just remains nostalgic. So it's still in a good space. It's not getting the take your pants off and jacket. Is that, or three is that our ranking? Like if it doesn't really make it at all, it's, it's take off your pants and jacket. I think, they, I feel so bad saying it that way, but. As of right now, yeah. Because as of right now, is, well, I mean. In, the, in, our, in our test have, has failed that hard. Well, at this well, point, by the time this episode comes out, we could say that it's not Three Musketeers bad. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot this. this is little time travel. Future. Little time <laughs> travel. Little time travel in the time travel podcast. About the- <laughs> All right, man. So I'm going to say last words is uh, mm, be, last words, Manny. Be excellent to each other. There you go. Party on, dudes. <laughs>
Thanks, everyone, for coming to another episode of the Nostalgia Test Podcast. Tune in next time to see what else pops up on the test. And, um, yeah, looking forward to the next one. Have a good one. Peace. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe to the Nostalgia Test Podcast to know when new episodes drop. Don't forget to leave us five stars and a positive review so more people can find the podcast. Share your thoughts and memories on today's topic on our Twitter at Nostalgia Test and on Instagram at The Nostalgia Test. Tune in next time because you never know what pop culture will pop up on The Nostalgia Test.